Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Don't be afraid to say yes to assignments that you're like, I'm going to have to figure this out as I go. You just have to have like a little bit of confidence. Otherwise, it's going to be a lot harder. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie. I'm Amy, and this is Clever. And today we're hearing from illustrator Abby Lossing. We became aware of Abby Lossing while attending the Adobe 99U conference, where I sat down with her for this talk. Her sweet and quirky illustrations brilliantly capture both the magic and the awkwardness in those seemingly insignificant mundane moments. She's a young freelancer based in Brooklyn, and we wanted to hear all about how she developed her style and found her professional footing. Just a quick note that Amy's flying solo on this one, and you might hear some exciting sounds from the conference in the background. And now let's hear from Abby. My name's Abby Lassing. I'm an illustrator, and I live in Brooklyn, New York. I work mainly on freelance assignments, so it's very fluid. I'm working on a bunch of different things at the same time. I like the idea of creating something out of nothing, especially because I work digitally. So literally, it's just like starting with a blank page, and then you can create something that can be shared or printed out or put in a newspaper or onto a T-shirt. Um, so I just love the flexibility and all the different things that you can do with that. I've seen some of your work and there seems to be a lot of depictions of humans. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you're giving birth to characters with your illustrations? I've always just loved drawing the human form. I'm also really inspired because I live in New York City, so I see lots of different types of characters every mm -hmm. day. So I think that, that mainly just comes into my work. I just like drawing lots of different types of people. So let's go all the way back to zero. Where were you born and raised and what was your childhood like? And did you always like to draw? How did it manifest in your childhood? I grew up in Granville, Ohio, which is just outside of Columbus. And my grandma was portrait painter. So she was always like creativity was a big part of her life. Not necessarily my parents, not as much, but they were like very supportive of harnessing creativity within their kids. I didn't do like a lot of drawing or art classes when I was little, but then um, in high school, my last two years, I did like an art focused path within oh. my high school. Mm -hmm. So that was really helpful. And then I went to art school after that. Where did you study art? Syracuse University. And at that point, and I mean, for me, college was just wildly expansive in terms of just, you know, learning so much every day and 
also being given full permission to do the creativity thing to the 10th power or as much as I possibly could. Is that what was your experience of college like and, and how did it set you up for your professional life? Yeah. So the first year I was undecided, which was really helpful to me, I think, because I was able to try a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. I took printmaking, sculpture, ceramics, like the whole slew of things. And then the last three years I switched to illustration. So I was a lot more focused and I had some really great professors. They were all very diverse in like what they did with illustration like there was a few oil painters that like would render like scenes of and like take reference photos and like really research their illustration and there was a couple more like design based illustrators that would do like packaging stuff like that mm -hmm. so it was a really like well-rounded education I'd say also most of them were freelancers so they always like really wanted like push to go for freelance which I that always was my goal probably for that reason Oh, interesting. So in the at the university level, freelancing was encouraged. Yeah, which is surprising. But <laughs> well, was there really also did. support? Did they teach you how to be your own business person? Yeah. So my last year, I mean, I, if I could go back, I probably would have t wished that I would have taken more business classes. I only took one that was business of illustration. So that was very like specialized and helpful, obviously. But I probably could have taken some general business classes that would have also been beneficial. So what happened after college? What were your, your first few steps into the professional world like? So like I said, I wanted to do freelance right away, but mm -hmm. I soon realized that that was easier said than done because <laughs> right. I didn't have like any. Right. You don't have your clients yeah. yet. You yeah. <laughs> so I would like send out postcards and be like, all right, come on jobs, like opening up my inbox, like just thinking that it was going to happen. Like <laughs> I'll send out some postcards to some art directors and I'll get hired for things, but I got my first job at BuzzFeed, mm -hmm. uh, which was a really great experience, especially I was still living upstate in upstate New York when I was starting off. So that having a job in the city like allowed me to move to the city because I had like a steady income, which I think was also great to like make connections being based in a bigger city. So I worked at BuzzFeed for two years, creating um, illustrations and gifts for like BuzzFeed lists. It was a great job because I was working with other illustrators and like there was lots of inspiration. The type of thing I was doing on, the day, on a daily basis wasn't necessarily like, what I always wanted to do, but it was like a really great stepping stone, like first foot in the door type job. Oh, absolutely. And to have mm -hmm. a steady paycheck while you're also just like building some chops and yeah, meeting definitely. some people, that mm -hmm. sounds like really good substance to like yes. to build the foundation with. So what gave you the courage to leap to freelance and was it scary? <laughs> so I guess I should say after I worked at BuzzFeed, I worked at Vice News for a year and Vice News was a lot more flexible with, they would allow me to freelance at the same time. Mm-hmm. So during that year, I was like really building up clients on the side. And so that made it a little bit easier to jump into freelance. And Vice has stayed a consistent client, right? Are you full-time freelance now? Or are you still Yeah, I'm okay. full-time freelance. I do. So I worked for the HBO Nightly News show mm -hmm. that Vice produces. So I still do some animations for that show, but it's like a lot more sporadic now. And how would you describe, like if we were talking about your work life like a pie, how would you break it up? Like, describe the pie for okay. us. Probably a quarter would be, like, emails, invoices, catching up with clients, like, making scheduling things. 30% would be editorial. I do a lot of editorial work, which is really fun because it's, like, faster deadlines. So editorial work means there's an article that needs an illustration. Yes, yeah. And they 
send it to you because they want something in your style. Yes. And so you get to sort of just like read the article and let your brain kind of go loose on it and then yeah. draw something. So it's very, Fun. it's really fast. Sometimes, honestly, like the New York Times will call you at like noon and they'll say, can you get an illustration to me by 7 p.m. tonight? Sometimes. Do you like You don't that have kind of to speed? do it. If you don't want to do it, you can just be like, oh, it's not going to work out today. But I have done it a couple of times. And it's always just like usually like a black and white hand drawing, something really simple. And the art directors are always like very open-minded with anything. So they're usually fun assignments to take on. What is your favorite type of job? I kind of like having a balance. I like having one more ongoing, bigger assignment that maybe will be like a month long. But then having smaller assignments to balance out. I don't think I could work on just one thing for a month. So it's nice to have like little faster projects to also be like simultaneously working on. It's like you need the main dish and then the two sides. Yes. Keep things interesting on your plate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So let's dig into your creative process a little bit. I suck at drawing, uh, but I'm a designer. So Uh it's always been a real um, hindrance for me creatively. I can sketch well enough to communicate an idea, but it's not something that my brain likes to use as a way to come up with ideas. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you that preface to just explain, like, I really don't know what it feels like for somebody who can express themselves through illustration. Yeah, it's kind of funny because even though my career is drawing, I usually do start out with like a brainstorm of words, mm. especially for editorial assignment or anything that's more conceptual. There are some assignments where the person's like, oh, I want a person doing this or like it's a lot more prescriptive. So that's not really necessary for those types of assignments. But if it's something where like they, I've been given an article and I need to come up with ideas for it, then I'll like kind of try to break down the themes of the article or any like visual, any visual ideas that pop into my head as I'm reading the article, I'll write those down as well. So that usually helps just like seeing some words and then I can like think of visual like ideas that might be inspired by those words. And then I'll start with like really rough sketches from there. Rough sketches and that mm-hmm. are those with paper and pencil or are you sketching directly into the digital world at this yeah, point? Yeah, I sketch right on a, I have a Cintiq tablet. Okay. So it's, it feels very similar to drawing on paper and you can see some tablets you have to look up at the computer screen, but it just shows it right there on the... So it feels the same to me as drawing on paper. Well, (laughs) I mean, the texture is a little different, but. When you have to do, let's say, an illustration for the HBO Nightly News, for Vice Media, or for New York Times, and the turnaround's like insanely fast, is it an adrenaline rush, or is it a lot of pressure, or do you feel kind of zen about the whole thing? How does it Um, impact or enhance your creativity? I feel like I'm pretty good at staying relaxed (laughs) even if I'm like I'm like I have 10 minutes to finish this all right like we're going all right it's done like send it in but I think that working at Vice helped with that when I worked there full-time because we were making an episode every day so I was just used to like daily deadlines every day when you have too much time you just end up procrastinating like if you know it's only going to take like x amount of time sometimes people will like leave that go till the end so you're just cutting off all the extra time (laughs) that yeah, there, time that's is just not allotted to you anyways, so. <laughs> you understand the fungibility of time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You can, like, stretch out. If you have, like, five days for a project, you'll spend the five days and end up with something that you probably could have done in two days if you only had two days. You sound like somebody who doesn't belabor. 
your projects. I mean, yeah. I, is that true? Yeah. You say you, you kind of know when you got the idea, you know how to execute it, and then you also know when to put the pencil down? Yes, definitely. Yeah, That's a skill in and of itself. <laughs> Do you feel like you learned that in school, or is that something that's innate that you've always had? I really think it was the two jobs I had where I was on staff. Okay. Just like being... Just the repetitive. Like, oh, you got to make this, this, and this, and you have so many hours in a day. Mm-hmm. When you're on, on staff, it's a lot different than being a freelancer because they expect a certain amount of work out of you. And like, they know it's not like you're working with a bunch of different people. You have like the same boss and the same assignments. So, what is your wheelhouse or your inspiration home base when it comes to in terms of subject matter? What do you really like? illustrating definitely people I would say yeah there's a real humanity in your work and also not a an understanding of the sort of unspoken moments of humanity yeah like the simple everyday moments it doesn't have to be anything extravagant I think also just like things that I see walking down the street especially for my personal work I end up just drawing things that I see and like I try to keep them pretty simple just Especially for personal work, I don't have enough time at the moment to like say, oh, I'm going to like devote a week to a personal project. So it's more just like, oh, like I have a few hours today. It'd be great if I could just do a quick illustration for fun. And the personal work, is it something that you do to keep your mind active and your skills sharp and your heart engaged? Is there a goal you're working towards with the personal work or do you exhibit I haven't done any formal exhibits. It's mainly just quick exercises to kind of like get ideas onto paper. I do do some really fast editorial assignments, but it's usually like a, a lot more conceptual. So it's kind of nice to just do something like, oh, I just want to draw like a person and like draw like a really fun pattern just, and like work that into it. Just yeah. like really, it feels more like playing no goals. No but, goals, <laughs> no parameters, yeah, yeah. no budget, like no agenda, no agenda. just like creating something for free fun. unstructured yeah. time yeah. to be creative that mm-hmm. sounds like everybody should be doing that yeah I feel like a lot of times people put pressure on themselves like oh I'm creating this to post or on social media and like it'll be marketing I don't even like do that put that on myself if you create spend a few hours creating something in the end like if you love it and you want to put it into the world do that if you don't you can just put it in a folder and then maybe a few months from now you'll want to go back to it and revisit it or maybe you'll just be done with it forever. But it was still like a good exercise, I think. Still worth doing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not everything needs to be a tool for marketing. Yes. I mean, yeah. it's I, I can see that it it's sometimes a real liberation to remove all of that expectations yes, from yeah. your work. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're really comfortable with that. What is the, I mean, what's the dream life for you? It sounds like you're pretty, you're digging the freelance thing, but... Mm-hmm. If you could just dial up your life to 11, what would it look like? What's a dream project for you to work on? I used to do a lot more long-form animations for Vice News. And I would like to do, like, the New York Times does some, they'll have, like, a story of someone telling their, like, life story, or it doesn't, wouldn't have to be for that client specifically. But And then an animator will, like, animate the story along with it. And I think doing something, like, a 
it's like a be a really time intensive project and like a really big commitment right now even like bigger assignments that I work on are still just like a month Mm. tops so it'd be great it'd be kind of cool I think to do a project that would take a few months and like really invest time into something it's hard to like do that as a personal project because obviously I don't have that much time so you're kind of just like waiting for that right big project to come along You'd have to self-finance something like yeah, that or yeah. find the right collaborators. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Clever is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. A recent episode took Brad to Venice, where he connected with Eve Ubelman, a partner whose company, Econem, has developed a game-changing technique for creating digital architectural models so comprehensive they've been dubbed twins. During the relative quiet of the pandemic, Eve and his team used drone-captured photography and powerful AI to create a full-scale digital twin of Venice, a city threatened by climate change and over-tourism. On Tools and Weapons, Eve tells Brad how he's using this incredible technology to help preserve some of the world's most endangered cultural heritage sites in pristine detail so they can be studied and appreciated for generations to come. To stay current on some of the most innovative people working with AI today, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, clever listeners, we're getting excited for New York Design Week in May. This year will be better than ever. ICFF, North America's leading platform for contemporary design, will take place from May 19th to the 21st at the Javits Center in New York City. I'll be there, and I'm excited to let you know how Clever is collaborating with ICFF for Launchpad at Wanted, formerly known as Wanted Design Manhattan, and the Emerging Designer Showcase. Launchpad is an international platform for emerging designers that introduces new concepts and showcases prototypes of furniture, home accessories, and lighting. It is the best place for manufacturers to meet new designers, discover fresh ideas, and potential products to develop. The best of Launchpad winners will be selected by a jury of renowned industry professionals, led by yours truly. And they will go on to be featured in another edition of the popular Emerging Designers Showcase. I'll be leading the Emerging Designers Showcase live on the talk's main stage, where the five Launchpad finalists will have a chance to present their projects to our esteemed panel of professionals. It's always a really good time. 
So mark your calendars for Sunday, May 19th at 4 p.m. Both Launchpad and the Emerging Designer Showcase are presented with media partners Clever, that's us, and Design Milk, and with support from American Standard and Lumens. Visit icff.com to learn more and register to attend. Those are the letters icff.com. Come by and say hi. I would love to see you there. Support for Clever comes from Wix Studio. Instead of reading you another, let's be honest, boring ad script, Wix Studio just sent me this wild-looking Alice in Wonderland-themed website to scroll through and tell you about. So, whoa. This is not the web I'm used to. There's something called mouse parallax, which makes it feel like you can go deeper into the screen. And as I scroll down, it's like I'm falling down the rabbit hole. And things are moving in depth and perspective. Even my cursor has morphed into a glowing little orb. There are all these no-code animations that make this place feel organic and alive. And Alice is wearing some pretty cool shoes, by the way. Okay, I know I'm mixing up my narratives now, but we are definitely not in Kansas anymore. Your turn to go down the rabbit hole. Build your next web project on Wix Studio, the platform for agencies and enterprises. That leads me to another question, since your work really has that human quality to it. There's something really relatable about it, and there's something... I want to say poignant about some of the sort of moments that you capture, because there are those moments where you think nobody's paying attention, but you might have your head down at your desk or, like you said, those simple mundane moments. But when you're capturing those in the form of illustration, are you also in your mind developing these drawings of people into people, into characters? Are you giving them qualities in your mind? Oh, like personalities? Kind personality of? characteristics? Yeah. yeah. And I, could that translate into actual characters in an animated film? I feel like it definitely could. I, I feel like I'm almost attached yeah. <laughs> or something to the, to the characters. I'm like, oh, I really like her. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, she, she's good. She's a good one. <laughs> but um, I think it would be a really good exercise, I think, to just develop them even more, in, which you can only do with animation. I mean, you can get some characteristics can come through from just a still illustration, but as soon as you have someone, even like just a slight movement, you can put so much more into it. Yeah, the gesture mm-hmm. that now becomes part of... Yeah, even just like a walk cycle, like just someone walking, you can tell a lot by like the way they move. Do you walk down the street thinking like an illustrator? <laughs> I'm definitely always looking for inspiring images or color combinations I feel like you can find those anywhere I don't actually do a lot of sketching in public or anything I feel like it's more just like mentally documenting and blogging inspiration so that that was going to lead me to my next question is do you have a way of cataloging your ideas or do you just kind of form impressions in your brain and trust your your mental data bank I do like keep a notebook with me just in case I like have an idea but it it's all like mainly words. It's not like, I just don't sketch a lot. I just feel like I have my office with my Cintiq and that's like where I feel like is where I want to like get the actual sketches done. So when I'm out and about, I'm not always as, I'm not going to like sit down and draw when I'm out and about. What do you do in your life that's decidedly regular or not creative that surprisingly informs your creativity a lot? Well, I'm really into rock climbing 
Really? And I feel like I've met a lot of illustrators or creatives that do that. And I feel like it's very – Do you, are you familiar with bouldering at all? <laughs> Not really, no. So, so even, go ahead and – They call it like – they're called boulder problems. So you like have to solve the problems. I feel like it's a very creative way of thinking about exercise. You can like move your body in certain ways to like make the movement easier to get up the wall. I don't really like draw rock or anything like the subject matter doesn't necessarily like fit into my work that often, but I think just like the way of thinking does help the process. I can see that. I think that there's a lot of physical activity that we do that informs our thought processes in ways that we probably don't even have full comprehension of, but that ends up filtering out through our expression in some way or the way that we think about the world, the way the universe works. And then that comes out through our our creativity. And Mm -hmm. so rock climbing doesn't need to be a subject matter that you draw about all the time, but it can still inform it in such interesting ways. Yeah. From a novice perspective, rock climbing seems to be such a orchestrated example of like exertion and well-timed moments of little bursts of momentum to propel yourself up, but then not too much because you can't overshoot. And then you've got to use a lot of strength in a really small part of your body Mm -hmm. Like your hands got to hold on real tight, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> your big toe can't slip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of technique. Yeah. More so than I think a lot of people would assume. How long have you been doing it? I started in high school, so okay, over 10 years. <laughs> what would you say about your childhood drawings still show up in your adult drawings? I definitely, when I was little, I really loved drawing people, but it was like more frustrating because I wasn't trained, especially in like high school when I was more focused on art. It was more frustrating to, I wanted to draw people, but I just couldn't very well. And I was never happy with the final product. So that was always like a big focus. But for my childhood drawings, I like drew a lot of animals. I draw animals every once in a while, but I would hope that the carefree, happy feeling carried through from my childhood drawings but I don't think there's a lot of subject matter that's the same because it was like a lot of birds and spiders (laughs) gotcha okay well before we wrap up I definitely want to give our listeners some directions to find your work online do Mm -hmm. you have a url or social handles you want to send people to yeah so my website is just www.abbylossing.com and I'm also on Instagram just Abby Loss. if you just search Abby Lossing it'll come up Abby underscore Lossing I'm on Behance too I wonder if you have one piece of advice that you could give illustrators just out of college if they are also want to go the freelance route I mean you had uh-huh. a full-time job for two years and you s- sounds like that was pretty instrumental yeah what's the one thing you did early in your career that you think really sort of helped orient your brain to the freelance situation first don't be afraid to say yes to assignments that you're like I'm gonna have to figure this out as I go when I was first starting out even my first job at BuzzFeed that I got hired for one of the big things was to create gifts and I had like no idea how to make a gif but I feel like sometimes you just have to be like yes I can do that and then figure it out (laughs) especially when you're first starting out like you just have to have like a little bit of confidence otherwise it's it's going to be a lot harder. So don't nobody's going to hire you. If yeah. you haven't, don't have any work experience, nobody's going to hire you for what you already know yeah. how to do. Yeah. So <laughs> commit to something and then figure it out. But also just because you're done with school doesn't mean that you can't keep learning new skills. 
I took a lot of continuing education classes the first couple of years that I graduated from school, which seems like, oh my gosh, I just spent so much money the past four years. Like, why am I going to spend more to learn new things? But there was like a couple of programs that I really wanted to learn that I hadn't learned in school just because I like wasn't aware of them. Even if it's like an online class or like watch some YouTube videos, learn a new program because you'll never know how that'll in- influence your work and like what it'll what it'll add to your portfolio. That's awesome. Hey, thanks for listening, everyone. To see Abby's work and to read the show notes, click the link in the details of this episode on your podcast app or go to cleverpodcast.com where you can also sign up for our newsletter. Please subscribe to Clever on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you would please do us a favor and rate and review us on iTunes and tell all your friends about us, it really does help us a lot. And we love to chat with you on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where you could find us at Clever Podcast. Clever is created, produced, and hosted by us, Amy Devers and Jamie Derringer, also known as 2VDE Media, with editing by Rich Straffolino and music by L1011. Clever is proudly distributed by Design Milk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.